0: You're listening to Guys on the Sideline podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. They've never played, they have no experience, but they have plenty to say. And now, here are the Guys on the Sideline. Hey, everybody. Welcome on into Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode 37, and this is Jeff, your host, joined by my co-host, Chris. What's going on, Chris?
1: Hey, Jeff. Um, You know, hearing you say co-host almost sounds natural again. So (laughs) I think we're past that point, and I'm happy to have arrived.
0: I was going to say I'm glad to be back in the booth with you, Chris, but this is kind of weird. So the old booth, as we've referenced in uh, the past shows has been torn down, I believe. We have a new bo- a booth, but we're a little bit leery about going in there cuz it's a little high-tech and for other reasons.
1: Kind of kind of the old one was cramped, but you know, the old one was more like cozy and the new one's kind of cramped. Right. <laughs> if that makes sense.
0: And this one, th- this one, I'm referring to this as a booth. We are in the third floor of a business complex in Mill Creek and it's not really a booth. We're in a long conference room. Um, hopefully nobody can hear us out there because I think people are doing work and we're in here, you know, really doing work, if you will.
1: Yeah, I, I would
0: say so because serving the people. In a different serving way. the people. We're bringing you the fastest growing podcast, episode thirty-seven of the fastest growing podcast. <sighs> where, Chris?
1: I don't know, man. I, I think I'm gonna have to kick it to you on this one. You know, I think I've exhausted my regions. My map is, how about, is filled in now.
0: H- how about from Mill Creek to Sampeet County? Ooh. Do they do they Some listen? There are big
1: boys there, but there, there uh, are the Cage.
0: That's the the radio station down there in the The Cage front. is it? the Snow
1: College. The Cage. Can I just say, on a quick side note, for our young listeners, go to Snow College. If I could go back, I would still go to the U for my like for my major, but go get your undergrad at Snow College. This is they don't sponsor this program. Maybe they will now uh, if we send do this to them. But I, that campus is awesome. Ephraim is is like a microscopic version of Logan sort of it's like this really well you know you went to both of those of course I was going to say so you're the, you're the expert on that I mean you're taking the words right out of my mouth but I mean it it, I, I want to go down there just to watch some snow football games and stuff. It's such a good little campus and just the community, the bowling alley. You know, you just bowling
0: got, with Bob. We've, got, we've had a we've yeah. had a little bit on this show. It's so good. let me ask a question. Open that door. so My head yeah. gets a little big here. Yeah. yeah. The the most famous. Snow College alums, would would Jeff Burton from Guys on the Sideline I, register?
1: I think you're up there now.
0: Do you know who went to Snow College? There are a few famous people. Really? Really? Um, so do you remember Kevin Curtis played in the National Football League? He um, started right. at Snow, then he went to Utah State. He's wide okay. receiver okay. back in the day. Okay. Also, Tommy Burr, Thomas Burr. You, if you read the Salt Lake Tribune, he's oh, there yeah. Washington. Yeah, really? Um, he went to Snow D.C. Yep, he's, he was the editor of the that's school Matt, paper the year him. before yeah. I was.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So, great guy. That's cool. Um, anyway.
1: I'm sure that there's a handful. I'll bet the list of football players is bigger now. They, they've they sent a few oh, yeah. up through the ranks, and, and it's kind of become a factory. They're they're pretty big on the – are they FCS?
0: Sound right. No, I don't. They're. I think they're JC. Are they? Oh, they're
1: yeah. JC. They're yeah. JC. That's yep. what they are. Ju- junior college. But in the JC ranks, they're good. They're a nationally oh, ranked absolutely. JC power now. Absolutely. Absolutely and i love that level of football man my it, maybe my favorite series of all time is last chance you i mean i think that's probably my favorite television series you told me series. about that
0: and i've not looked it, it up is i need incredible. to go watch it is incredible
1: oh i envy you cuz you get 3 full seasons you got to watch it <laughs> now kids can't be around there's a ton of salty language especially toward the end but that's all that's all it is but the stories are incredible it's it's what it's all about. I mean, it's and it's just amazingly well made. I mean, you know who else is a Snow College alum? Who? Sam
0: Prestwich. Sam Prestwich. <laughs> he was a he was a fill-in host while while you were off doing a who knows what, Chris. Oh, of course. He, Sorry, he, Sam. Yeah, Sam's a big
1: listener from Snow College. Anyway, go to Snow it's go, the place to go. Go Go, ba- go Badgers. Go Badgers. It go is Badgers. a great place. So, great.
0: episode 37 today, coming to you on uh, Thanksgiving week. So, we've got a few things that we're going to talk about. Uh, but I think we're going to get into football. We'll, we'll talk pro football. We'll talk some college football, some Utah Utes. They're moving up the rankings. Up. We need to ask about the Raiders. We need to talk about Lamar Jackson. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, um but impressive. Before we jump in, episode thirty seven, who is the most famous athlete to wear the number thirty seven, Chris? You did a little show so, prep, a little research. I did a
1: little research now. There are probably gonna be some like baseball heads and people who are much much more knowledgeable about sports in general than I am, who will have better examples. But doing a quick internet search, I found um a player named last name and Kumpo but you're probably thinking, well, it's not Giannis. We know what his number is. Right. I actually don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it's not 37. No, Costa, Costas, and Tentacumbo. I don't know whether he's a current, former, whatever player associated with the Lakers at some point. Uh, it's about all I could find. What this really means is, hey, if you think you're an up, upcoming star, you have a chance to own the number 37. If you're really good, you'll be the only one. You'll be the only one.
0: What about Derek Fisher?
1: Did Derek Fisher wear it? So
0: he did, um, not in not in Los Angeles, so calm down, Laker fan Ryan. Um, 37 for Oklahoma City.
1: Meta World Peace. Meta World
0: Peace. Was he World Peace then, or was he Ron Artest? I
1: think, it, I mean, it wasn't long into, I think, I don't think he was ever a Laker when he was Artest, was he? Maybe he yeah, was. Yeah, I don't think so. I
0: don't know. I'm, I'm not exactly Good sure. Good trivia there. But anyway,
1: um, you ready
0: to do this? I'm ready. Let's right. dive in. Jump in.
1: Okay, Jeff, so I'm going to give you two minutes to explain to me why it is you keep bringing up seat covers to me and why you need to apologize to your community, so, so and I wonder if the not, those two are, are related. No, they're
0: not related. Chris, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. More embarrassing probably than you should have seen me coming in to do this show today because I had to pack a suitcase yeah. to take this nice equipment in. Um, anyway, was, yeah. was taking public transportation. was uh, probably quite a sight. Um no, let let let's shift to the seat covers. So, I don't know if you knew this um cuz you're only half invested in the show, Chris. Um we are getting we're getting a an apparel line, right? We've got some swag, we've got some really we cool do. stuff. So, I was talking with our social media people, Chanda and Bethany, a couple a couple of months ago, and I we were talking about coming up with some cool things that related to sports. And so I was like Really, really cool. And I, so we were talking about stadium um, seat covers, seat cushions. And we were like, that's really cool. You know, we could yeah. put guys on the sideline, put the logo. I'm sure Derek would help us with that. Um, anyway, so I feel like we went on an episode once and I said seat covers, which a seat cover is a little bit different than a seat cushion, like seat covers, like yeah. in the restrooms. But <laughs> wouldn't you be cool if you had guys on the sideline seat covers? See,
1: seat covers, yeah, I kind of think more the one that goes over your car seat, right? Oh, well, there's that one, too.
0: So anyway, you could take that any way you want.
1: Seat covers. I guess I understand that. I'm still a little confused. But let's no, move on. to still. Before we move forward, Jeff, apparently there are some people that you have aggrieved uh, that you need to apologize you to. Know, I'm not really surprised, and it really should just be a regular part of the segment. But go ahead. Chris, Chris
0: this is just me trying to boost ratings. All right, so I figure you know I learned this from POTUS, from Donald J. Trump, who takes to Twitter.
1: Apologies, I'm you call, learned from. No, this. no, 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 no. No,
0: no, no. His style is where we get this. So, yeah. on the last episode, I may or may not have been talking fantasy football, and I'm in three leagues. I'm doing one. I, I'm doing well in one. I'm doing okay in the another, and I'm really struggling in the third, which is the neighborhood one. Okay. Yeah. So, on last episode, I may or may not have said. And that's hard for me to finish last place because the guys in my neighborhood, they don't even know football. Mm -hmm. They don't even get football. And they're beating me. Well, all of a sudden, the texts start coming in from one Scott S., who may appear on a show. He feels like I've wronged him such that he needs to come on and defend himself. But I just want to put this out there for for Scotty S., um, who, ironically, I faced this week. And he might have beat me. I might have gone 0-3 this week after talking smack on the podcast last week. So
1: That's how it goes, Jeff. Gotta make sure you can cash those checks.
0: So I'm anyway, I'm done with fantasy. You don't play fantasy, do you? I
1: don't, and my life's a lot better. You know, it's funny, I I initially really got into fantasy. I it was just the best thing. I think it helped that those were the years when the Raiders I mean, they're not they're barely have a pulse of relevance now, but I mean, back then, they they were this bottom of the barrel, lost every game. And so my only real interest in the NFL came from things like that. I had a fun couple of years, but over time, I just started to feel like it was too weird. And it was like changing the way I was watching games. I couldn't just watch a game. It's like I had to sit there and be preoccupied with whether the third string or wide receiver I picked up off waivers was going to wind up in the game. And I just, I think at some point, I was like, I, did, I think I'd rather just watch this game straight up. With no interest in it, other than just a good game and whatever. is so I, for me, I, I kind of consider myself a reformed fantasy player. Right. I, I don't hate it, but I just. So, so what you're saying, Chris, is
0: because you're not distracted with fantasy football and those weird antics, if you yeah. will that you can focus in on a game such as the New York Jets and the Oakland Raiders, <laughs> yeah. and you can watch your beloved Raiders only score a field goal? What they lose, 34-3 oh, to, three to, yeah, the, to I, the J-E-T-S Jets?
1: I didn't see it. Um, I, I I will say, and I mean, I love making predictions after the event's already passed, um, but I really didn't think they would win this beforehand. Like, the, my, my gut feeling was... Yeah, we. I don't want to say we've been lucky, but we've been able to cover a lot of flaws and we've gotten away with a couple and we didn't look great against Cincinnati. And I said, okay, this little win streak we're on is going to end. I didn't think it would end like this. I mean, I didn't think they'd get just dump trucked. I don't exactly know what happened in the game, but it sounds like Darnold had a day and we our second string is like cobbled together from people that have been retired for four years. I mean, it's, it's bad. So... I didn't necessarily expect we would do much. Interestingly, if the Raiders and part of it could have been that the Raiders were kind of just tuning up knowing that if they beat Kansas City, I was looking on 538 and their chances of making the playoffs improve to 50% if they can beat Kansas City. Now, they won't they will not do that because Kansas City's coming off a bye, Pat Mahomes is healthy. You combine his health with our the state of our secondary and there's not a chance. Not really a chance at all. Um, but anyway, that's where things are. I'm not exactly sure what happened. They imploded. Derek Carr got benched late in the game, which was kind of news to me. He'd been playing well, but had a really bad game. I think you just sometimes you have clunkers and yeah. things compound. I think I've said all along. I think that they're kind of a 500 club. I think after the after they lose to the Chiefs, that's where they'll be. They'll pick up another couple wins here and there. They may they may eat end into up the playoffs. They, they may end up. I think with a winning record. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think that's about where you want them to be as a Raiders fan this season. I, yeah, I think this year you're seeing enough signs of life. You're seeing rookies who are contributing and playing well. And there's, there's there's cause for a lot of optimism. We're going to have a giant chunk of money we didn't end up having to pay Antonio Brown to, to spend next year. We're going to have two first-round picks again. The Bears pick will probably be pretty decent, pretty close yeah. to what ours is going to be. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's all coming up pretty good now. And I think you're looking next year, we'll have a real shot at playoffs next year. Yeah. Um. So that's where they're at. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's good. But let, let's uh, jump to the kind of the... The talk of the NFL, and that's going into week 12. And the big story of the season is Lamar Jackson. My goodness, he is playing lights out. Did you see any of that game last night?
1: You know, just parts of it. I mean, he was just torching uh, the Rams. And, I mean, I, I lost interest after a while and ended up tuning into something else. But. I mean, really, a live wire kind of a player, a real problem. He, I mean, he's he torched him with
0: his arm. With right? his arm, everybody's his saying he just he can run and you can't stop him. And he's so versatile. He threw five touchdown passes. Yeah. How many touchdown passes did Aaron Rodgers throw this weekend? Zero. How many did Tom Brady throw? Zero. I think he had one.
1: No, they, they it was like a punt return or something. It was like a block kick touchdown. I okay, think. or me Ilarys that set that up. But I mean, essentially. But the point is, Lamar Jackson is outperforming the best in he, the game. He's a phenom. So I want to right ask now. you this
0: question. Let me let me go to my uh, show prep here. No, because I think this is interesting. I'm reading headlines on the way in uh, this morning, and the headline that I read is, "We've never seen anyone like Lamar Jackson." And so I that begs the question: Who else? Has that same headline we, been
1: written about? We talked about this earlier, Jeff. Who did I say? First one out of my mouth. Do you remember?
0: Uh, I don't remember.
1: Cordell. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart Flash, slash. Right? From Pittsburgh. You know, dating back to the, the golden days when Steve Young was my guy, he was kind of looked at as somewhat of a hybrid. He could he was. run. He, yeah. would, you know, he would make plays with his legs and run. He was a shorter QB. Kind of, I would say Steve Young and, and Russell Wilson were kind of similar, S- although similar I think athletes. Russell's more of a – has more pizzazz, can do more than Steve yeah. Young could. So there's kind of the the broken play improviser types, right? The, the Russell Wilsons, who I still think Russell Wilson is my current favorite player in the NFL to watch. I mean, you just, you never know what he's going to do, but he's going to make the right decision, weirdly, yeah. and make something out of nothing, and I really love that. I, I am very high on Lamar right now, but I'm going to say that I'm still... Let's give it enough time that people adjust and can they can some good defensive teams find ways and answers right. for him. That'll be interesting. He is fun right now. Michael Vick had huge games. He had stretches where he looked like he was un, unstoppable as well. Um, I think you know Michael Vick is the comparison people keep coming up with. Yeah. I, I will give Lamar credit that I think two day hands down he's a better passer. Oh, t- the completely. knock on Vick was that Vick had small enough hands that he had h- trouble holding onto the ball. And if you remember, he was a fumble yeah. holic. Yeah, like he would dr- he would drop the ball constantly. So I, I think is he the f- the first of his kind? I don't know, but I will say that he is an explosive, electric athlete. I think of the dual threat NFL quarterbacks. Uh, based on a very limited sample size for me, I don't know that I've ever seen someone more electric and more dangerous from multiple positions. I mean, he he is legit and really fun to watch. So Chris,
0: let me ask you a question. I give you the Baltimore Ravens or the field, okay? Meaning everybody else in the NFL. Right now you have to pick, you want the Ravens? You want the field to win the Super Bowl? The field. Who are you picking?
1: Yeah, the field. I, I think the Niners are the best team in the NFL. I think the, the beatdown they just put on a good Packers team, it was smothering. I mean, who wouldn't want to see the Niners versus the Ravens again? Can you imagine a rematch of oh, that, that Super Bowl? Would,
0: that would be – was that where the lights
1: went out? Yeah, it was the Har Bowl. Yeah, it was the lights went out, delayed it. Bizarre. Bizarre yeah, Super Bowl for the, any number of, of reasons. Um, I don't think the better team won that day either. I think the Niners were better that year. Um, made the fateful decision to elevate Kaepernick. What an interesting year that was and changed o- the over landscape Alex Smith. over Alex Smith. Um interesting how that's kind of all looks in hindsight, but Man, that rematch in the Super Bowl could very well happen. It, it could happen, and, and that would be fascinating. To I watch. would take the Niners in that because okay. their defense is dominant.
0: You take the Niners. I'm taking the Ravens. Are you? Do okay. not do not diss okay. Lamar Jackson. Ah, ah. And, and And back to back to my question on who have we we've never seen an, anybody like such and such a player. You mentioned Colin Kaepernick. I remember a game. Do you remember this one where he played the Packers and you just torched him? Yeah. And they extended his contract and everybody was like, he is yeah. the future of the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Last I checked he he uh, he doesn't have a job in the NFL. And don't get me started on sure. that.
1: The political stuff. It, it yeah.
0: is. It's easier I believe for him to be a martyr than yes. a than to hold a clipboard no, in Dad, the NFL. The fact
1: that he's not a back of QB is, is up to him, in my opinion. I, I don't totally think it's clear. I think plenty of teams would take him. I think the Raiders would take him. Uh, yeah. And I, 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 I totally agree. And wouldn't him. have an issue with it. Yep. Plenty of other teams on other plenty of other players on other teams have taken the knee and things like that. What he's done isn't so unprecedented now that I, I anyway, I the, but the Colin Kaepernick case to me is part of the, like, warning sign here. It's like, I get that, like, and again, Lamar is racking it up. But the NFL lives on hype like this, man. No, like, I get that it is it is special. It's, it's amazing what he's done. But I just, I wonder a little bit whether or not at some point he's going to get scouted to the point where he gets a little bit figured out. That Rams defense is suspect to me. It has been dating previously to the Ravens game. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the, the ineptness of their ineptitude of their offense right now is not looking good with Goff, and they can't get things moving. Gurley's weirdly not who he used to be. So no. I don't want to say it's all that, but I just want to say, like, I, he's exciting to watch, not dissing him, not dissing him, but we've just seen this before, and then suddenly they get all the hype, and then, you know, I, what happens when they face some some really good defense? I don't know who's left on their schedule, but who's the best defense they still have on their schedule? That's what I'm well, they, interested in. I mean,
0: in I don't know if you saw this. They did light up New England, and New England has a tough defense this season. What, what
1: did they put up on New England?
0: Um, was it, it was 40? Really? It, it was insane. I mean, mm. Lamar, it, I think is, it was, on a, was crazy. It on a Sunday night. It was. That's crazy. It was awesome, and it was in Baltimore, and I tell you, the place was just going nuts. I tell nuts. you...
1: I'm all for – we're all Ravens fans when it's them versus the Pats. So let's just put it that way.
0: So interesting that you should say this, um, the 49ers-Ravens. They have a date um, next Sunday, 12-1. Tw- so that's not this weekend, um, correct? But, it, yeah, okay. next Sunday the Niners travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Put is the test. Mark my um, words.
1: Niners are going to win that.
0: And. Okay.
1: Sh- shake okay, shake on okay. it. Okay, you can't see I think see, the Niners are going to win that. Okay, well, I'll I, I think that I think what they just did to Aaron Rodgers tells you a lot. Yeah, but the week before,
0: my Kyler Murray was out there. Just Cards should have beat him. They had yeah. a sixteen point lead, really? but. Okay. Um, we'll see. I mean we'll I, see. I, I think we'll it's probably. I mean if you were to put this out to Vegas I think it'd be pretty pretty close 50-50 split. Be so I am interested to see who they, does get favored. They though. play the Ravens, then they play the Bills, then they play the Jets. Um or they play the Ravens, they play the 49ers, sorry, I'm talking about the Ravens. They play the Browns and then they finish up with the Steelers. So the Niners are the biggest challenge that big, they're going to f- they're going to face. Um, but back to what we were talking about with you know quarterbacks that we've never seen anyone like even last season, Patrick Mahomes was that guy, and yeah. he still is a phenomenal quarterback. He but he slowed a little bit, a little bit, and, and the team, um, right, is is not. Look, it's looking necessarily.
1: Essentially impossible in the NFL to maintain that level. There, there have been years where people said, "Is Aaron Rodgers done? His are his days past?" Because look, it's insanely difficult in the NFL to to maintain a certain level of performance, game in game out, year over year. That's why I'm I'm impressed by people like Russell Wilson, who this deep into his career can still pull rabbits out of hats, just just create magic and you know and win these games. It's not all about stat stuffing. It's not all about Pat Mahomes up against a terrible division with terrible defenses, including my Raiders and the Chargers that can't defend and can't. It's part of it. I I hate yeah. to say I don't want to diminish him too much, but like, you know and it's nothing against any individual team, but I don't think that Lamar just by virtue of his being really talented in a couple ways is somehow the, this brand new prototype. But I, I love quarterbacks like him. I love the dimension they bring to the game. They're incredibly fun to watch. I, I, I am by no means against him. I just think whenever I see the height, hype, hype trains speeding up, yeah. All of Kaepernick, all of Vic back in the day, all of, a lot of these players. So I
0: wrote down, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. Tim Tebow I'd put on that list.
1: Tim Tebow. He was, in the season, he took the Broncos to the to the playoffs. the playoffs won a playoff game. People were freaking out. Um, You know, Mark Sanchez has won a playoff game. The, the, butt fumble. He's beaten New England. Good point. Mark Sanchez not expecting it, and it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball out. I'm just saying, you know, you can have some good performances here and there, but sustained Excellence in that kind of hybrid role. That's true that we haven't really seen it. Maybe, maybe yeah. with the exception somewhat of Russell Wilson in a couple of.
0: Okay, Chris, you know that we love making predictions on this show. Um, I don't know why Thanksgiving
1: Day game predictions. I
0: don't know why because we, you know, we don't nail we, a lot we've of gotten them. A little, little better. We have recently. gotten a little bit better. So
1: let's see if we can go three three and zero
0: this okay. week on our Thanksgiving pick. So right. the first game. This uh, has become tradition. The Bears Lions. Um, which is a great matchup in, in the black and blue division, my dad's division. Um, Bears traveling to Detroit. Who do you got in this one?
1: I mean, I got to go with the Bears just because I think on a basic level, they're more talented. I don't. Is Stafford playing again? He had been in and out. Yeah, I, I don't um, know that he's back. If Stafford plays, that brings the margin down to maybe a field goal type game. Um, I got to take the Bears in that one, though.
0: You're taking the Bears. Okay, and ESPN has it as a 50-50 split. Vegas has um, the Lions favored by three. Yeah, um, hm. I, I think I'm taking the Bears as well, yeah. um, which is kind of going out on a, on a limb. Uh, again, we say this, we should be smart and one of us should go against the other so that at least one of us looks good. I'll, but
1: I'll make the contrarian case here. I think Matt Patricia scheming against um, a subpar quarterback in Mitch Trubisky it could be an interesting thing to watch. So I mean, I mean that could happen. I think it all hinges on Stafford. If Stafford plays, they I can see that being a closer game with them having a chance to win. But the Lions just haven't proven that they can get over. No,
0: him. sorry, sorry, Luke. Sorry, Luke. Uh, Bills, Cowboys, Cowboys coming off a disheartening um, loss in Big. New England. This
1: is this is a make or break game. I think Dallas wins.
0: This. You think Dallas wins? I think
1: they do. I think the Bills. I haven't watched any of the Bills. The Bills are the Utah Jazz of the NFL. We all know this, right? They're they're they have had they're, some solid teams. They're 8 they, and 3. They, yeah, yeah, but they get overlooked. Nobody pays any attention to them because they just they tend to have these late season collapses or they make it into the playoffs and get get it smoked. Is it in Dallas? It is in Dallas. Um, so, I think the I think Dallas knows that this is a season make-or-break type game. Now, Dallas probably is going to win their division regardless. Everybody else is awful in that division. The Eagles are bad. So, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit ahead of myself on that, but I don't know if you heard the, the comments from Jerry after the game basically pinning the Pats' loss on the coaching. I think that this is a big win one for the coach. They've got to kind of put some of this negativity behind them. Um, I think they win it, um, and I think they win it, I don't want to say in a blowout, but I think by a touchdown or more.
0: They're favored by a touchdown, so yeah. you're taking the Cowboys. I'm going to go, maybe George Costanza here. I'm going Buffalo Bills. Bills. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go the Bills. Okay. This is this is a totally go-against-the-grain pick. Okay. Um, I think... I think Jason Garrett's gonna get fired after this game. Happy wow, Thanksgiving. Wow, Yep. It, it,
1: it, Do you think so? In a year where they, they have Super Bowl ambitions, that would be six that, and five though. Yeah, but that would be they flushing go six the, and it'd six. It'd be flushing on it. and I think they I still think even if they lose it they're gonna win their division. So they're gonna end up in the playoffs and I, I think it would be
0: I think I'd take Philly in their division. Philly is it, it's a crazy division what's because Philly's you got, record right now. You got the Giants and you got okay. the Redskins that are out. Um Philly is five and six. So, so I mean, if Philly wins right and the Philly plays the Dolphins, so if they win, which they should, they're yeah. six and six. Yeah. If Dallas loses, they're six and six. Okay, Okay, I'm, I'm taking goals. the
1: Bills. Okay, take the Bills. I, I hear you on that, but I think the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have just been underachievers. Honestly, they've got a good team. Did you I see Amari?
0: They'll... Your boy Amari Cooper had zero catches in the game on Sunday. Maybe one of the reasons one of my fantasy football teams lost. You
1: can't see me smiling, but. <laughs> Raider, vindictive, salty Raiders fans, of of which I am not one. Wink, wink. um, We all knew when we shipped Amari off. We said, yeah, he's playing great right now. He puts up big, wait until he shrinks and disappears in a big moment or in a big game.
0: Gotta love it. All right, the last game. The Saints and the Falcons. This is in Mm -hmm. the ATL. Uh, New Orleans is a touchdown favorite. Um, at 9-2, and two, Falcons are 3-8. and eight. Falcons are actually looking better. They've been turning it around. Um, didn't the Saints just
1: lose to the Falcons? Yeah. yeah so this
0: is kind of a rematch. Yeah. I think here I'm going New Orleans yeah. just because of the rematch factor.
1: Rematch factor, um, kind of a fluky one. Not, not so dissimilar from the one my Raiders lost, right? I mean, sometimes you just kind of have games where things really break against you. For sure, New Orleans in that one.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, this is not a Thanksgiving game, but Raiders-Chiefs. You got to oh, pick Oh, I course. mean, sorry. in Kansas City. Love my
1: Raiders, but they're just too depleted. Um, Chiefs by three touchdowns. That's not going to be
0: Ooh, And my cards are hosting the Rams. Um, I, I would actually pick the cards here, but the Los Angeles Rams just got embarrassed, and I would think that they bounce back. Um, this one I, I see going I either say, way.
1: I think the Rams might be on their way to... The bottom man, I—they look bad to me. They well, don't look very good at all. They won a lot of close games last year and roots the Super Bowl, and then just looked flat-footed against the Pats, with a much better team than they have now. I just, I just, I don't think Goff is the long-term guy there. Um, you know, it's funny. Just a couple years ago, everyone's trying to hire the next McVeigh, and a year later. It's just funny how it works, man. I I don't know. So your cards very well could go steal one, and if they did, things get kind of hot over there. Yeah. I don't know with the Rams what – but they look dispirited to me. They look disinterested. They look checked out. So the cards, if they're motivated enough, could really – Notch one. Wow. Let's, let's do know. it.
0: Let's go Cardinals. All right. Let's, let's go, go Cardinals. First. I mean, I see this one going either way. What's but, the spread? Um, Touchdown? No, yeah. three points for the Rams. Just three? Yeah. Which, that which, I mean, it's in so Arizona, but... That yeah, tells it's,
1: you a lot. A lot. Uh,
0: so, Chris, um, did you read an article? I'm trying to pull it up here um, on ESPN about the Los Angeles yes. stadium yeah. situation. Did you read that? Yeah, it
1: was. It was fascinating. One of
0: the more fascinating yeah. articles. Essentially... They, they they go to LA. They're going to bring two teams. There's really not demand for the NFL right. in Los Angeles. What's the stadium? Two point eight billion, yeah. and then whoop, wait, what? They, yeah. they underestimated. It. It's actually going to be about Something six, like three, billion. two to three times that. Yeah, insane. And then-
1: And then basically they had this whole – these plans drawn up that the Chargers weren't really a part of initially. Jerry Jones steps in. He's kind of
0: brokering some deal. Puts his thumb
1: on the scale. I can't remember all the ins and outs. Go read the story. It's a really good and interesting one. It's a fascinating piece. It sounds like a gamble that does not sound very promising to me. I'm going to be honest. And I I think we all – it's easy to hate L.A. because they have every natural advantage. I mean they got the beach, the weather, Hollywood, celebs. Everything going for them, yeah, some smog, things like that. But it's like you don't need two NFL teams. No. You got the Lakers. I mean, an all-time, I mean, maybe the best NBA franchise ever. I mean, I, I you know, I just you really need two NFL teams. They couldn't keep them in the '90s. Yeah. I don't understand it.
0: Well, and here's the interesting thing I found in that article, and it is so true if you tune in and watch a game. So the Chargers host. Who who were they playing the other day? Um, the Steelers or somebody yeah. like that, they bring in somebody that's out of division, right? And they yeah. come in, and the stadium is more full of
1: Steelers of fans. opposing fans. It's, it's Packers, with the Raiders, a Cowboys, lot, Raiders. You've got this Built-in fan base that lives there. It the Chargers, my heart, like even though they're a divisional rival, like I like Philip Rivers. I do too. I think he's he looks bad right now. I think he's on his way out, but I think he's had a really good career and he deserves you know he's been the face of that franchise he's been a good player for them it's just it's it kind of breaks your heart a little bit it when does. these players yeah. have no fan base support they never should have left san diego maybe they end up going back i mean they're just tenants in this building they, they could. it could be someone else it could change the owner of um, the Chargers is is not a popular man among that fan base or really anyone else at this point. Right. So they're, they're an orphan franchise that's – they are a lost, lost franchise Chris, at this point.
0: Chris, question for you from this article.
1: How much –
0: does it cost to relocate a professional football team do you, do you remember the number 55 million 500
1: oh, and okay. 50 Five, million dollars 550, okay. 550
0: yeah to relocate so this is the point to what you're saying yeah. nobody's gonna watch them in la right. would you take 550 million and maybe invest that figure into a new stadium that's what
1: they were saying why didn't they?
0: why wouldn't you then you've got san diego to your own
1: and, and look not every stadium that you build that's brand new does it do they all have to be a billion plus to be worth doing it could be i don't know i mean i don't know the economics on it but could they have not done some massive overhaul could can you knock over it was it joe robbie is that the name of the stadium in san diego oh, jack murphy jack, jack murphy uh, so he's in Miami, I think. Ah, right. Okay. So anyway, can you do I, I don't know, but I just think at some point that's not going to be a permanent solution. Can I go on the other on the record here yeah. saying the Chargers are not long for LA and are a prime candidate for does does a city like St. Louis get a, a franchise yeah. back? Does does some other town, does London get their first yeah. permanent franchise. Very interesting. But the Chargers, sadly, and I've got a lot of extended um, in-law family and stuff who are diehard Chargers fans and you gotta feel for them, man. I think to be on the other side of the fence with the Raiders and the Raiders were in that conversation, uh, I'm Thrilled with the move to Vegas, you still get all the California fan base that can go to those games, and I think that's going to work out just fine personally. But that's what I was going to ask
0: you. Do, do you know the team that's doing the best in LA that has the most fans and is the most popular? It's the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, there are more Raider fans. Yeah. and they're selling season tickets because of ticket the nineties.
1: Because NWA. Because all the I mean, some of them not good associations, but I mean, ultimately they were an LA team and and they belong there. The Raiders. That's an LA thing, and so. But but Vegas if you want to call it spiritually aesthetically it makes sense I mean I think it'll be fine there and you're still going to get the LA crowd's going to make that three or four hour drive it's not a big deal
0: they will for sure interesting that they would they'd go to Vegas every weekend as opposed to staying in their own backyard to see the Chargers or the Rams alright that's enough of the NFL Um, we gotta talk Utes man
1: Utes. how about them youths i tell you man i just my, my little soliloquy on the youths real quick um it's funny when you're watching a team my my phrase that i used to sing and repeat all the time when i would watch youths games is they're just never going to make it easy on us they're just never going to make it easy <laughs> you'd watch these games they were supposed to win and they would just eke it out or they'd win, they'd lose these heartbreakers To Oregon or to Arizona or to Colorado or UCLA just rack up the the games where we were one game away from locking up the South. We have had three or four chances to do it. I mean, probably half or more of the years we've been in the Pac-12, we've had a legitimate shot to win that division and haven't been able to do it. Well, you know, fast forward to 2019, I will take credit all day up and down that I have said for a long time that 2018-2019 were do-or-die years for this team. We were building toward these years. These were the years we were supposed to do it, and it looks like everything's in place for them to do it now. They've got to take care of business with with Colorado, and I think they will uh, because this team is all business. They're built – their competencies and their strengths are in areas that make it hard to lose fluky games. They're not this like high-flying pass offense. They're a trench warfare team that wins up front. They have an excellent running game. Those are stabilizing things that make it easy to repeat success, right? Yeah. But we've got an edge run game, an inside run game. We've got a passing game that is more than competent, right? They're hard to defend. I don't know who you key in on. And we've had the emergence of Brant Keithy, a really good tight end. We've had some receivers start to step up. I, I think that they're going to get past Colorado. I think I think in a hypothetical matchup with um, – not not hypothetical, but in a matchup with, with Oregon, I think they beat Oregon. I think that they're a better team. This year. doesn't mean that they'll do it, but Oregon showed some real flaws against ASU that I've seen in other games. I mean, it's not the only Oregon game I've watched. Herbert I think you put a lot of pressure on him I don't think he can handle it I think he's kind of like Jacob Eason with Washington so you two times for the Utes, man Utes are a 28
0: and a half point favorite against not, uh, Colorado. against Colorado you uh, ESPN has them as a 95 percent favorite here to yeah. win this game so yeah.
1: um pretty amazing
0: so obviously I shouldn't say obviously anything yeah. can happen that's why you play the game remember says but, but Utah is gonna beat is gonna beat the Buffs yeah. right they're gonna win yeah. my question is do you like them to win by more than 28 and a half points that's a heck of a spread No
1: and I tell you two reasons why we we just beat Arizona by 28. I, I thought we would we would cover the spread there because they had Arizona has an offensive line that had three starters that had never played together before. <laughs> against our D-line, there's no, there's no prayer. No. And there wasn't, and it, it, it showed, right? Reminded
0: you of the Cal game almost. Oh, Just yeah. Like-
1: and, I mean, we were playing these – Utah's defense is fantastic. But, I mean, against a, a normal, fairly healthy, somewhat experienced team like Colorado, I could see them giving up for, you know – 17 points or something like that it's not going to probably be that huge and then we'll maybe score something similar 35 weather could be a factor weather could be a factor they're not necessarily going to be like putting up video game numbers but they'll do what they typically do they'll they'll move up and down the field um i think with with their usual kind of aplomb right um, I think Ludwig will dial up the right plays. They'll figure things out. But, no, I don't think they'll cover that. Do,
0: do you think Huntley plays three quarters? Like, do you think they bring in Shelley, Or, I mean, do you think they're you know kind of trying to no, save him a little bit for Oregon?
1: They've been way slower to do that than I would have thought. I, I mean, by late third quarter against Arizona, I would have pulled Huntley. He, I think he was taking snaps early in the fourth, if I'm not mistaken. Zach was still in there early in the fourth. And I, I'm yelling at the TV, get him out of there, yeah. Wit!" I mean, but he... No matter what Witt says to the media, he understands that style points count. So I think he's he's trying to score his points. He's trying to preserve shutouts, things like that. So he's trying – you know, he he's angling for a, a college football playoff position. Make no mistake, he'll never say it. But this is Witt's – so far his best chance to yeah. do this. And so I think, you know, it'll that, be interesting to see.
0: That would be the reason not to. And that's – you know, college football is so weird in that way because so it's weird. like, man, you got to – I got to score sixty points yeah. to be able to leapfrog somebody. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't either. I think we need more than four teams in the playoffs. Me too. Go to eight. Get yeah. in a couple of these, you yeah. know, Cinderella type stories. Sure. I think it would make an already exciting playoff system even more exciting, even more fair. Give more teams a piece of the pie and a chance to to prove themselves. And I think the they ought money, to do
1: it. The money would be great. Take a take out one non-conference game or something like yeah. that why not why I mean, not we, like, it's a no-brainer we don't need to play idaho state we don't you know people don't need to play grambling state now those teams do they make money off those games so maybe there's something there but i think at the end of the day yeah if you're lucky enough to get into the college football playoff more teams would accept an extra game every year a lot of these elite programs are already doing that in addition to the conference championship game. so i don't think it's too much to just expand it i think it'll happen at some point
0: o- outside of the utes who do you like going into the college Um, football, you talk talking LSU, you like uh, Ohio State.
1: I think, you know, the top two to me outside are definitely LSU, Ohio State. If I were to pick one that I'd rather the Utes play, it'd be LSU. I've always felt like Utes are this weird SEC team that plays in the Pac-12. They run the ball, they play defense, they slow things down. They're, They're not these kind of high power finesse type teams. And so I actually like the way they match up in some ways better against uh, the likes of an LSU. It would be an interesting matchup if they could get that, if they make the college football playoff. And right now, if we went out, including the conference uh, championship, 538 has us about a 30% chance to get in the playoff. It's not impossible. That's not no. that bad. No. But they think we'd play at LSU. I'd love to see that. That would be a fan- would love fantastic
0: matchup. I think the most intriguing team out there, yeah. I'd go LSU. Yeah. Like LSU's yeah. – um, love Coach O, what Coach he's doing. O, yeah. um, really good guy. The interesting thing to me is the team that is flying beneath the radar is the team that won it last year, Clemson.
1: A little bit, they, but a lot of people aren't sold on that.
0: Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I find that so intriguing. Yeah. And I think Clemson yeah. is A-OK to be just flying under the radar. Oh, they, yeah. they play out of these teams. I mean, I don't want to say their conference is worse than the Pac-12, but not as tough as the SEC. Yeah. So they're going to easily skate into yeah. the playoffs. Again, below the radar. Watch out for them.
1: They lost some major defensive pieces in the draft because they all went to the Raiders. This is how I know. Um, Trayvon Mullen, cornerback, came to us. Cleland Furl, who um, played on the edge. I think they will struggle with a team like Ohio State, which I think at this point they would match up with. Um, I would pick Ohio State in that. I personally – I think – I think that they're very good. They've been there. They have the benefit of all that experience, but that could be an interesting matchup for sure.
0: Ohio State plays Michigan, the big, the big rivalry game, and a lot
1: of people now they're about seventy five percent favorites in that game. Um, but I always think of these. I don't think in percentages. I think I think in terms of like one in four, right? They're they're so basically Michigan can win that one out of every four times. You know, that's certainly not impossible. Um, the, that's very gettable. Whereas you contrast that with Utah, Colorado, it's it's more than 1 in 20 that that Colorado's not going to win that, which is still my yeah. boggling to me. But
0: oh, I think Ohio State rolls this one. You think so? I think Harbaugh needs to win it. I just, Ohio State's a much better team. Did you
1: watch the Penn State game? I mean, they did not didn't that any dominant that. against Penn State. It was kind of a game. Yeah, but Ohio State has a way
0: of getting up for Michigan. And maybe is that this, was under Urban. I don't know.
1: Is this Harbaugh winner winner get fired I
0: I think there's some pressure here I I think Michigan would be stupid to go elsewhere because it's like Harbaugh you need to stick with them they're doing okay they're just they're not right next level they are
1: they are very Utah-esque in that I think Harbaugh's got answers more so on defense and I think he's got that side of the ball figured out they need to find answers on offense right I think they need to find a quarterback and a better OC that to me you know almost regardless of what happens with Utah, even if they had some disappointment at this point, the dominance they've had to this point to me is Andy Ludwig, man, at OC. I mean, basically he's got most of the same personnel as last year, and the offense is day and night different. Um, so I think that's who it is.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, to see what happens. So uh, anything else before we screwed out the door here today? We talked NFL, we talked college football. Any other predictions
1: you want to give? I, I think that's it for me.
0: Okay, well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, of the fastest growing podcast from Mill Creek to Sandpeak County. Is that what we said? I think so. Um, we've got an exciting um, apparel line coming soon. Sideline wise guy Landon is uh, um, getting some shirts ready for us. Maybe we'll throw either seat cushions. I said seat cushions, maybe seat covers. We'll see what okay. happens. Stay
1: tuned for our next episode where we're going to have to very seriously take up the subject of Mike Conley. Might have to start to actually validate and take seriously the concerns of uh, sideline wise guys. That the guy that was That's the, the guy, the yeah. critic. Um, I don't know. I I think I think I'm starting to be more willing to listen a little bit. Stay tuned. Okay, debate well, to come.
0: Episode thirty eight. We'll find out who wore number thirty eight uh, next episode. So for Chris, I'm Jeff. Saying happy Thanksgiving, adios and bye bye. See you next time. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time.